Welcome to a Durban Christian Centre South message. We believe that the message you are about to hear shall change you, realign your focus and help build your relationship with our Lord Jesus. With you, we agree that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Here is Dr. Johnny Krobler with the Word from God just for you. Hallelujah. Well, I've got a good word for you. Amen. And uh, I've entitled my message today, What to Do When Problems Arise. <laughs> Glory to God. And uh, so we welcome you, those watching by YouTube, live stream, and uh, Wentworth and Finlands, I love you. It is so, so, so wonderful to know that you're worshiping God, and Pastor Shane is there with you at Wentworth. And uh, Pastor Marisa's there with you. At, uh, Marisa. Why don't I say Pastor Marisa? She's also at Wentworth, but I was going to talk about Finland's. <laughs> but uh, Pastor V, Pastor Valencia is there at Finland's and the team. And we just love every one of you. And thank you, church. Thank you for commitment. Thank you for keeping on and pressing in with us. And uh, we are building the kingdom of the living God. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. And uh, so I've entitled my message, What to Do When Problems Arise. Uh, we're going to read a few scriptures. Firstly, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Jude, chapter Jude and verse 20. Of course, Jude 1, verse 20, Jude 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Then turn with me to 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4. Whose mind the God of this world has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Notice here that Jesus calls Satan the God of this world. And then John 10 and verse 10. John 10 and verse 10. The thief comes not, but that he may steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. And our last reading this morning is in the Gospels, Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 5. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak the word. Hallelujah. He said, only speak the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled. Hallelujah. And he said to those who followed, assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith. No, not even in Israel, hallelujah. Jesus marvels at the centurion's faith. And needless to say, the centurion received his miracle because of his faith. And he had what I call marvelous faith. 
Hallelujah. And uh, so I've entitled my message today, What to Do When Problems Arise. Something that's true about every believer, we will have problems. I remember once a person came to me and said, Pastor, pray for me that the devil won't give me problems anymore. He won't bother me anymore. I said, well, then I'm going to have to pray that you die, my friend, because you're going to have problems with the devil. Hallelujah. But you're going to overcome him. Somebody say, overcome him. Amen. And so uh, what do we do when problems arise? Well, the first thing we are to do was recognize the source of your opposition is the devil. Hallelujah. He is the source of your opposition. He is opposed to abundant life. Jesus told us. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. That is his will for you. Settle in your mind that it's God's will that you have abundant life. He prepared it for you. He made a way for you to live it. He made it possible for you. Hallelujah. And so today we need to build ourselves up in our most holy faith. Hallelujah. And to have yourself built up, you need to have clear understanding. The Bible speaks in Isaiah of Jesus and it says, By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall deliver many. The Bible says we perish for lack of knowledge. I once was talking to a man and he said to me, well, God helps those who helps himself. And he said it like it's scripture. I said to him, where do you find that in your Bible? He said, no, it's written. I said, really? Come on, I'll make you a bet. Amen. I, th I saw a quick thousand bucks coming. Amen. Of course, it is not written, but this is what I'm saying, is that we need to recognize accurately what we are dealing with. Somebody say amen. And uh, many people, even Christians, born again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking believers, often don't know whether God is doing something or the devil. I'll never forget the one day we had just uh, moved into our new house when we bought our first house in Seaview. And we had moved in there and unbeknownst to me, before us, uh, there were uh, people living there that were in a satanic cult. And uh, when we moved into the house, of course, we saw the signs on the, on the walls and all that. And we just painted over them and, you know, cleansed the place. And the, the, at night... I start, when I go at night, I put my whole family in bed, and then I go to the lounge to go pray. I didn't have my own office space, so that was my space. And uh, I'll go there, and I'll pray. And at a certain time in my prayer, suddenly, we were there about a week, suddenly an atmosphere would come into the place, and I'd fear. And that atmosphere would be there, and I didn't know if it's God or the devil. Because in my mind, I was confused because the Bible says they feared greatly when they entered the presence of the Lord. So I don't know if it's the presence of the Lord and I'm scared if I rebuke it, I'm rebuking God. But at the same time, I say that God has not given us a spirit of fear. 
but of love, power, and a sound mind. So I was confused because I could not deal with it. Somebody say, I need accuracy. I need to identify what I'm dealing with. Amen. And uh, needless to say, I spent some time and there was an American missionary here. And I told him what happens. I said, every night when that happens, there's a certain time in my prayer. I don't know what to do, so I'd rather, I rather just leave the lounge and I go to sleep. And uh, then he said to me, well, I don't know what it is either. And he got in his car and he left. And lo and behold, five minutes later, he comes driving back. He said, the Lord just spoke to me. I said, yes, okay, what is it? And uh, he said to me, well, you don't leave next time. You stay there. You stay there. If it's God, you'll get a blessing. If it's the devil, you'll get a victory. But any which way, stand your ground and fight. And, uh, you know, that night I decided tonight I'm staying. And, of course, it was satanic because it was trying to interrupt my prayer time. I should have known that. How dumb can you be and still breathe? <laughs> Amen. And, of course, I then dealt, we went to spiritual warfare, dealt with it, and I realized that those spirits were manifesting there because of the cultish things that were done, and we had to cleanse the house. Amen. And, by the way, that's why we cleanse houses when we buy them. Amen. You want to know how to make good money? Find a haunted house that nobody wants. Amen. That they're all scared of. Buy it. Cleanse it. And put it back on the market. You'll make millions. Amen. <laughs> that was just by the way. Tell your neighbor God's, teach, God's teaching how to get rich in this place. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you know, people are confused if they do not know what to contribute things to. And they don't know whether it's God or it's the devil. And people say things like, well, maybe God brought this on so he can teach me something. Uh, you know, or may, maybe uh, God did this and they'll complain and they say, I don't understand. Have you heard people say, I don't understand why God is doing this to me? Oh, it's so hard. I don't understand why God is doing this to me. And of course, we need to understand. Uh, there's, a, there's a story of this one evangelist. He had a great tent and he put up his tent in the month of August. And, of course, we know that if you're going to have 10 campaigns in South Africa, you don't put it up in August because August the wind blows. And uh, anyway, he pitched his tent, and he was going to have a crusade, and uh, they were all excited. The tent was up, and he couldn't get insurance on the tent because insurances won't insure tents anymore because they keep blowing away. And uh, the wind came up, blew the tent away, and... Uh, a little while later, we were in a pastor's conference, and he was one of the speakers, and he stood up to speak, and he said, well, I don't know if God blew my tent away or the devil, but anyway, I thought to myself, how can, how can you not know that? How can you make a statement like that? Amen. Almost fell off my chair. I don't know if it's God or if it's the devil. Well, God is not in the business of blowing gospel tents away. Amen. It was very simple. Hallelujah. And so he was confused. He didn't know what to do. And of course, people, people get confused because they hear preachers say things like that. I don't know if it's God or if it's the devil. God's not in the business of cursing you. Hello? God's in the business of blessing you. God's in the business of abundant life. 
Amen. God's in the business of healing all that are oppressed of the devil. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. We need to have a clear understanding. Know today that if it's not life more abundant, it's not God. Amen. You can deal with it. Someone say, well, God allowed it. <laughs> well, you, he will allow you on the way home to stop and rob the, the cafe around the corner. If you wanted to do it, God will allow you to do it. Amen. But he won't sanction it. Saying, saying God will allow it has got nothing to do with the fact. Amen. I'll say, well, God allowed me to rob the bank, so I robbed it. Therefore, it must be the will of God. It's not the truth. You know, and people, the enemy, listen, these are lies that the enemy feeds to cause confusion in you. So you, if you know who he is, you can deal with him. Somebody say amen. Somebody say, I must know what I'm dealing with. Amen. It doesn't say anything when you say, well, God allowed it. You know, like he puts the law of gravity there. And then God put the law of gravity, then you jump off the cliff. And you say, well, God broke my leg. You didn't break your leg. You broke it. Amen. You violated the laws of God. And if you look in the book of Deuteronomy, the Lord speaks about, if you do these things, I will bless you. If you do those things, a curse will come on you. Amen. So we carry the responsibility for our actions. What you bind is bound. What you loose is loosed. What you allow is allowed. Come on, some of you. How many of you had things happen in your life and it's happening and happening until one day you decide now today is enough. I'm going to rebuke this thing. Amen. And you take authority. Hallelujah. But when bad things happen, God is not the author of these things. I remember, I don't know how many of you remember 1989, uh, that big oil tanker, the Exxon Valdez ran aground in Alaska and spilt millions of barrels of crude. And the whole coastline, how many of you remember, the whole coastline was polluted, about 2,000 kilometers of coastline. It was the biggest, biggest man-made disaster till then. And uh, it had run aground. And when they, they asked for insurance and all that, and they tried to hold somebody responsible, they said, well, you know, um, it was an act of God. But it was the captain that was drinking. God doesn't get, God wasn't drunk. They call it an act of God. You make an insurance claim. And a storm comes up. And they say, no, it was an act of God. We, we don't know who did it. It was God that did it. And they, bl they blame God. When God had absolutely nothing to do with it. And you and I must cleanse our minds and our understanding. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So that you know what you're dealing with. Somebody say amen. They will say, you know, when you look at catastrophes. When you look at, you know, storms and uh, earthquakes and uh, famine. 
and sickness, all these, they say, well, it is an act of God. And people get confused. But when, when that storm was come up over the sea and Jesus was with his disciples, he stood up and he rebuked the wind. He said to the sea, peace, be still. If the storm was also an act of God, then Jesus was working against the will of God. But he never was. The Bible says Jesus went about doing good. Healing all that are oppressed of the devil. When that woman that was that came walking into the temple bowed down for 18 years, Jesus said, shouldn't this woman whom Satan hath bound for 18 years be loosed of her infirmity on the Sabbath day? Should not you be loosed from your infirmity on the Sabbath day? I will say this is the day the Lord has made. I will say this is the day the Lord has made. Hallelujah. And I receive good from the hand of God. Somebody say amen. When God works, He works well. He works good. Anything that kills and steals and destroys, the Bible says in that day there shall be nothing that does harm or destroy. The moment the devil is moved off the scene, we will never experience those things again. Hallelujah. That proves that the works of evil, disasters, calamities, things that oppose you are the works of the devil. And you can actively stand up against it in faith. Somebody say amen. We must stand up in faith. Building yourself up in your most holy faith. Saints, we must get rid of unscriptural religious ideas. Amen. Something happens, you know, and something gets stole from you. Well, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. No. God gives. And when he's given, he gives some more. Hallelujah. Jesus was under no confusion when he said that. He said, it's the devil. Somebody said, it's the devil. He comes... To steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. Somebody say, well, sometimes God does for my good. That's not so. God is the giver of life. The Bible says He is light. And there's no variableness or shadow of turning in Him. Hallelujah. God is good all the time. Somebody say amen. God is good all the time. So determine the source. And then, number two, ask yourself, what does God say about your situation? Not religion and tradition and people and your accusers. Listen, every time things go bad with you, other people who hate you will say, yeah, it's because he's a sinner. Yeah, remember what he did to me? The wheel turned slowly. Now he's getting what was coming to him. Laka. No, don't listen to those things. Who will bring an accusation against the righteous? None. For it is God who forgives. It's God who restores. It's God who blesses you. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Listen. 
Without truth, people flounder. People don't know what to do. Like this one story about these two guys. They're in a, they're in a boat and they're out there in the deep sea fishing. And the boat springs a leak. And it's busy going down. So, oh, what must we do? What must we do? They're trying don't know what to do. So the one says to the other, maybe we should do something religious. So the other guy says, well, let's maybe take up an offering. It's not time for an offering. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you must know what to do. Amen. You need some accurate words of truth. You need an understanding of the word of God. Find out what the word says and do it. This Roman centurion had no doubt what to do. He called on Jesus. And then he does something that's amazing. We have to finish by 10 today because the power is going to go off. <sighs> Let me preach quickly. So this Roman centurion says to Jesus, I can't even talk fast enough. So anyway, he says to Jesus, Jesus, there's no need for you to come to my house. Just speak the word. Amen. And you know what reminded me of this? I was, uh, I was this week, Monday, I was just uh, praying and I was thanking God for his provision. And of course, we're going to December and all that. And we're looking to God to do you know, all the stuff we're doing for the nativities and all that. And in my own life, and I said, and as I was praying, I said, God, thank you that you said to me, I will not know a day of lack in my life. Because that's the word that God gave us when he sent us out here to the bluff. He says, you will not know a day of lack in your life. And it has been so. Not once have we known a day of lack. But as I was praying, I was praying for, for tomorrow. For this month, Lord, thank you. You said I'll not have a day of lack in my life. And as I was saying that, I, I saw the Lord look at me like, what? And I realized something's wrong with the way I'm praying. And he says to me, Johnny, it's not so. He said to me, I didn't say, and now you have to beg me to do what I said. And God is not a man. His words are not our words, saints. When God says, He does. When He said, let there be, His words are the creative power and source of that thing being. So when He said, you will know no lack, the word was released, the miracle was manifest, it was done for you already, you just remember, by His stripes I was healed. I'm not saying, Lord, you said that by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Now, please do what you said. He already did what he said. So when I stand in the word, I stand on what has been done. You shall supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. It's a rejoicing. It's a thanking of the accomplished work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not God you said. Now remember you said, and God said, oh yeah, I remember I said, uh, when shall I do it? How's he going to do it? He's going to speak the word. But he already spoke the word. Hello? So when I say, thank you, Lord, for your healing, I'm thanking him for an accomplished fact. I'm not asking him to do what he said. 
I'm standing in the fact that he has done what he said. Because I'm an heir and a joint heir of every accomplished work. When Jesus sat down, the work was completed. Your provision has been spoken. It has been provided. It has been set from the eternities. And your faith works in it and walks it out. Man, when he said that to me, I said, thank you, Lord. I'm never going to pray like that again. I thank him that he did it. You see, God's not a man. We say and then we do. When God says it is done, God's word is a word of power. It's a word of life. It's creative. So when you stand and you thank God for his promise, you thank God for what he has done. You see, that's why I've got a bit of a, pro a problem with the word of promise. Because promise is, I promise you, and then I have to still do it. But Jesus completed the work. He did it already. Come on, somebody lift your hand and say, Lord, you've done it already. So I don't ask him to provide like a beggar and say, Lord, but you said and now you're not. And some people pray like that. Lord, you said and now you're not doing what you said. It's because they don't know that he's already done what he said because he's a creator and he spoke it. Hallelujah. And you rest on what he has done. You only learned about your salvation 2,000 years after he had already done it. Mm. Somebody say amen. amen. Say done it. He done it. So when you receive, that's how you can pray. And believe you receive because you believe he's already done it. Because you know the way God works when he speaks it is done. Then we learn of what he has done. And we walk in the faith of that word. And we receive what he said he has already done. I have no lack in my life. I have no problems in my life that Jesus hasn't already solved. Hallelujah. Man, I tell you that turned my prayer into... From a pleading prayer to a rejoicing prayer. Thank you, Lord, that you said. Thank you, Lord, that you did it already. Hallelujah. So today I want to say to you, know what God has said. And once you know what he has said, then you know what he has done. That's why he says, by his stripes you were healed. I've got one minute power failure. May the Lord bless you. Come on, saints, lift your hands. Father, I thank you that you bless your saints. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance and give you peace and joy and be gracious to you and cause you to come into the knowledge of truth and to walk in the light and the reality of it and to show and experience and reveal his finished work in your life. I bless you today, Wentworth. I bless you today, Finland. I bless you today today watching my live stream i bless you today bluff in the name of jesus it is done rejoice because the kingdom is yours somebody say hallelujah amen praise god
Every eye closed, every head bowed. Thank you, Pastor Shane, Pastor V. You can take it from here. You're here today and say, Pastor Johnny, I heard about the accomplished work of Christ. What did he accomplish? Let me tell you, my friend, he hung on a cross. He took that sin that you're struggling with today. He took that on himself and he dealt with that devil. He paid the price with his blood and he washed the power of it from you. So that today when you hear his voice, if you call on his name, he's already dealt with your devils and you can walk out free today because he's your savior. You say, here I am, Jesus. I want to receive your salvation done for me 2,000 years ago. Save my soul. If that's you, quickly, all over this place, raise your hand. God bless you. He's already standing. Come on, raise your hand. All over you that raise your hand, stand up in the presence of the Lord. Stand up and say, thank you, Lord. I receive your salvation. I receive your accomplished work. I receive the blood of Jesus that has washed my sins away. Now, why don't you just pray this prayer out loud. Keep your eyes. You can close your eyes just for a moment and say, wonderful Jesus. I believe you are the son of the living God that you hung on the cross 2,000 years ago and shed your blood for the remission of my sins. You, my Savior, I receive your salvation and your forgiveness. And thank you today, Jesus. From today, my life is yours. I turn my back on the devil. I turn my back on sin. And I receive your salvation. In Jesus' name, every one of you be free in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. I break the power of sin from you. I break the curse from your life. I release deliverance to you. And I thank you, Jesus, for transforming these lives in Jesus' mighty name. Now, I want those of you who prayed this prayer with me today, look at me. Don't, don't be seated. It's okay. You can keep standing. I'm fine with that. I don't mind you stand with me. I've been standing already for two hours. Amen. I want you to hear this. When you said, Jesus, I give you my life, He heard you. He took you seriously. And He brought you into the deliverance that He has already accomplished 2,000 years ago. Today, you are free from every curse, free from every bondage, free from every power that the enemy has used against you. I set you free. Come on, let, raise your hands right now. I bless these lives. I thank for freedom and deliverance for them, Father. I thank for life for them. I thank you now, Lord, they experience the blessing of being sons and daughters of God. It is over in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. My wife says I must close now. I don't know, but uh, ESCOM is giving me three minutes. Maybe they'll give me four. Amen. But we have to switch everything off. But I bless you. Those of you who gave your lives to the Lord today, come on, uh, are all our connect leaders here, are you seeing those who raised, your, raised their hands? I want to just make contact with them now. See, on the way out and uh, communicate with them. We bless them in Jesus' name. Saints, I've got one more thing to say. Sunday was great, but Monday is better. I love you. God bless you as you go. We trust that you were blessed by today's podcast and that you were inspired to be more like Jesus. If you seek after Him, you shall surely find Him. 
If you would like more information about Durban Christian Centre South and our various ministries, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel or visit our website www.durbanchristiancentre.co.za